Now, as you return to work, there's doubt that there's even uh, those after a December break. You're finding it difficult to get excited about the new year, going back to the office or going back to work. Well, according to Anja van Beek, the shocking reality is that nearly one in every five employees worldwide say they're likely to switch jobs in the next 12 months, indicating that the so-called great resignation is not going away. How do such people be assisted to revive the spark in their jobs, Anja van Beek? Agile talent strategist, leadership and HR expert and executive coach. And yeah, how do we find a spark in a job that we don't enjoy too much? Hello. How's it, Anya? How do we find <laughs> that spark in the job that we don't enjoy so much? Yeah, no, definitely. I think it really starts with understanding that motivation is intrinsic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we look for our managers or some of the colleagues or the environment to spark that motivation is not going to happen. So I think it really starts with understanding how can each and everyone individually create that significance and meaning. And I think that links back to what is purposefulness for you as an mm. individual. I think it, it really goes back to do you know yourself and what is motivating you and where do you find meaning in the work environment. Okay, so before you even do that, though, Anya, I think the important thing is um, it always seems as if the grass is greener on the other side, right? So you, you're going through yeah. LinkedIn and you, you're looking through all the other jobs and you think, well, oh, gee, that one looks so much cooler. They've got better offices. Maybe the salary is <laughs> a little bit better. I want to apply for that one. Is that yeah. the right thing to do? Well, I can't necessarily say that's not a yes or no answer. It's really for each and every one to do their own homework and do a little bit of research because obviously we need to remember that a job ad or a job spec is written in such a way to entice you to say, yes, let me go and um, investigate a little bit further. But it's so important for you to really go and make a list and say, okay, what's the pros? What's the cons of what I currently have? You've mentioned the salary and it might Mm. look so good, but have you really looked at what is included and the benefits and the additional leave and the time off and the hybrid flexible working arrangement? So there's so much more for you to just say, yes, let me jump ship. I'm going to go to the next first job that looks um, a lot better than what I'm currently having. It's this first week. Uh, New me, new year, new me. Is, is the yeah. motto, right? So yeah. let, let, let's say Monday next week, I get back to school or I drop the kids off at school. I'm busy driving to work. I'm imagining almost then already I need to start getting my head in the right space. Yeah, and I think what you've mentioned there, getting your head in the right space is the best thing to start. Because, I mean, if you think of a New Year's resolution, New Year, New Me, that's really not going to work. But what will work is if you focus on your mindset. And as Mm -hmm. you say, really create that context for you that you're going to have an amazing first week. Yeah, going to reconnect with the colleagues or whatever it might be. And then perhaps purposefully focus on, but what do you do that adds value, not only to the organization, but for the team members, perhaps in other departments as well? And how can you add value? Because I think it's when you realize or when you know that your contribution is meaningful, that you almost have that sense of, I belong here. That's when the magic starts to happen. All right, let's talk about the thing you mentioned earlier. What sparks joy in your role? What sparks joy in me is lying on a beach with a pina colada. So how am I going to make that in, into my job? 
Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's unfortunately the reality that with a hybrid work, you might perhaps have yes. your sand in the feet, but not necessarily, you know, that cocktail in your hand. Mm. But I, I think it's for each and everyone to understand, but what is it that intrinsically motivates me? Might it be the power that I have, mm. that I want to be in a, a decision-making role, or is it that I want to be of, of service to others and perhaps have a more focus on the people that I'm connecting with? It might be that you find a spark in, you know, remaining curious and what can I learn, what can I um, under, not understand, but what can I learn from the situation? So I think it's really about looking at where do you find joy? And where do you find meaning in the work environment? Mm. And for each one, it's different. What You talk about a career mosaic. What's a career mosaic? Yeah, so that's interesting. So whenever we think of our careers, a lot of the time, people think of there's a ladder that I need to climb. Mm. And I have to start here and then, you know, the next step. And the mosaic is all about it's a new way of thinking about your career. And understanding that it might not necessarily be a vertical role, a shift. It might be growth horizontally as well. So, again, thinking of how do you take ownership of the career and not necessarily follow the path that is designed by, I don't know, your leader or the HR department or whatever, but understanding what is your ultimate goal. Mm. Where do you want to be? What's your ambitions? And then start a conversation around this is where I want to develop. Let's see how we can get there. And I think, as I said, more importantly, that it's not only, you know, up, it might be horizontally as mm. well. Who does one go to? Uh, every business is different. I, I realize that. But uh, people have had some opportunity now, maybe a couple of weeks off, where they've, they've thought about their career. And mm. as you say, they, they've looked at their mosaic. Who does one talk to to say, well, actually, I, I would like to become a senior manager or something. How do I get there? You might not know the path. Who's the right yeah. people to talk to? Yeah, and again, there's a lot of op options available for you. So I always say go and have a look at who's the managers in your organization. It might not be your direct line manager, but who's the individual in your organization that you look up to? It might be a mentor that you have a established relationship already. And I think it's a good starting point to learn from I almost want to say not their mistakes, but their <laughs> career. Mm. And what can you take from there? Uh, a second alternative is to have a conversation with someone in HR or even with your line manager. But sometimes I think, especially with this, if it's someone that's a little bit removed from your day-to-day -day operations, it's a lot easier to mm. get some benefits. I always say, if you find a mentor, look for at least two or three. So the one might be functional, giving you advice on your day-to-day -day operations. The other one might be about how do you network in your industry or whatever it might be. But really, you know, focus on the wisdom uh, or get the benefit from the wisdom of others. Uh, this is Your next point is something that my son struggles with, self-leadership. How do yeah. you, you know, if, if your boss, I guess this is, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is where the boss isn't really helping you and you, you're not really getting that, that minute by minute recognition or whatever that you need, it's, you, you've got to find it yourself. Yeah, definitely. And I think the self-leadership is such an important trait in today's world of work. I mean, we can't rely on other people. So the self-leadership, again, is you taking accountability First of all, to channel your energy, to make sure that you, you know, rest and recover and that you have the resilience to move forward. 
but also to understand how your brain functions. Because what we often see when we think of self-leadership is what do I need to understand about how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, how I show up in meetings, and what do I need to tweak with regards to that. So that self-leadership right. in my mind is absolutely important for anyone to, to master. I mean, think of biases when you work with clients or perhaps a colleague that you don't get along with. And just consider, but where might I be biased in this situation? And then, yeah, what can I tweak again in order to get um, to move forward, not only with a working relationship, but also with the results that you achieve? For somebody who doesn't have a job now, Anya van Beek, and it, it's that time of the year where new jobs are advertised because people are moving. Some tips and advice for them as they maybe try and break into a market that is really, really difficult to find a job in. Yeah, I think it's really about not only looking at the um, adverts that's advertised, but also delve into your network. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people that I know that has moved roles in the last six months was because I knew someone or I was aware of an opening or at least let me let me distribute my CV not only on the you know professional platforms um, and I think it's all about having those open conversation when you apply for a role because sometimes they paint the picture um, and highlight only the positive but I mean ask those tough questions what's the culture like um, what are my chances for um, learning and developing in the role? Um, yeah, and I think in the end, just don't get discouraged. Mm. I mean, if you don't succeed at first, just try, try again. Because it, as you said, it is a tough market out there. Um, and what I have seen over the last few years, and this is now especially for the younger listeners, is that there's people out there, um, organizations that has internships that I think for the first three months, you don't get a a big salary, Mm -hmm. but you do get exposure, you do get training. And then after three or four months, that's the point that they will appoint a few of them. So have a look out of, uh, you know, about those um, types of opportunities at organizations. What what do you make about volunteering as well? There's so many NGOs that need volunteers. Absolutely. Great idea. And I think, again, with the volunteering, it shows that you're committed. It's not only about the money. And you will learn something. I mean, you will enhance your skills. You will, even if it's just in the social interaction. Mm. But definitely great suggestion, John. And that network that you were talking about. You suddenly have a bigger network. Yeah, absolutely. I always talk about that currency of generosity. Um, Rather give, support, help wherever you can because it will definitely come back to you. And if Mbiak, you're not leaving your job soon yet, are you? No, not at all. I'm okay. loving what I'm doing. So. <laughs> no. And if Mbiak, thank, thank you very much for the tips and advice. Agile talent, uh, Agile talent strategist, leadership and HR expert, and executive coach as well. And if Mbiak helping us out. Good luck to you as you get back into your job. We didn't even start with a whole hybrid talk. Hey, is your office making you go into the office? Have they said, uh-uh, no more of this working from home thing? No more working on teams and and doing things remotely. You've got to come into the office now. The laws have changed. That's going to change your perspective on life, eh? Because you you were thinking, as I have many, many times, like, I can do my sports show from Mauritius. I could do that from a beach. All I need is a little bit of data and internet, and I could do the show. Surely?